Hey guys, it's Master Daniel with Pandas Karate, and today you are listening to PK Talk Podcast, where I got Poppy Preschool on the show. What's going on, guys? How you guys doing? Ready? One, two, three. And not enough people are talking about it. We all can make a difference. It starts right here. All right, I'm super excited. You're, uh, but your name is Angel, yeah, though, Angel, right? Yeah, yeah. And then we got your son here as well. What's your son's name again? Robbie. Robbie. All right. And Robbie, how old are you? Six. Six years old. Oh, that's awesome. That's a good age. All right, Poppy Preschool. You got to tell me about your story. I want to know about where it came from. I mean, tell me about it. Yeah, man. Um, it, it's funny that the story's changed a bit as I told it, you know, to a few people. But right, right now, it really is a story of of me taking charge of my fatherhood um, and trying to decide what, what it was going to be, um, how it was going to go down and, um, and, and really what my time was going to be in my life. And I wanted it to be with my kids. So about five years ago, um, I started working on trying to take use technology, um, leverage some of those time saving things that are out there to, um, to do my job better, more efficiently so I can get home quicker. Um, I worked for a company that, um, wanted to see me in a seat more than really kind of what I was doing. And I, I started to change that slowly. And a couple of years ago, it turned to me working from home a couple of days a week. Okay. And all that really meant to me was that I could be with my kids more. Right. I, um, Robbie here, he's six years old, but at the time he was three, you know, two or three years old. Um, he had an older brother at the time that was in third grade and we were thinking about a little sister for him. So in my head, I'm going, how can I have another kid? I'm paying for all this daycare and I'm, I'm not here. <laughs> right, so really yeah. Poppy Preschool just became this idea to me like, hey, you know, what if what if I started educating my kid at home? What if I didn't pay for preschool and I just did it myself? Like, why not? You know, what would I do? How would that look like? And then it really just took a couple months to, for me to be like, no, this is this is a thing. I'm going to do this. Yeah. So being able to work from home, Poppy Preschool was like two days a week with him. Yeah. And then um, within six months, it was five days a week. Wow. And um, he got to have me all day for right before he turned four, yeah. four and a half. So this whole, him being three years old the whole time, he was with daddy. It was great. Wow. With Poppy, you know. Yeah, yeah. And um, it was awesome. So that that's kind of how it started. It's It's been morphing, you know, yeah, and yeah. and you'll see that as we talk, you know, but really that's that's what it is, you know. Um, his, he has a little sister now. She, okay. she she's, she's real. She became something. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> she's around and she's three now. So she has me all the time, yeah. you know, so... Um, that that's really it. Now it, it really has become a full time thing for me. Wow. So yeah, it's it's just me trying to be more involved with him, trying to see how other parents are doing it, helping other parents do it. You yeah. know that sort of thing. So. Yeah, I saw on your Instagram that you're really heavily involved with just you know this experienced learning yeah. and really just you know trying to teach them different things such as you know speaking Spanish yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. I mean, tell me about those ideas. I mean, where are you getting them you know, from? Um, well, with my marketing background, um, I'm a creative. You know, I'm super ADHD, so okay. I've empowered myself to use that as a as a skill. Okay. Um, my wife does, my kids do. Uh, yeah. We don't we don't medicate that. Um, we allow ourselves to be creative. So I've always been that way. I've always had too many ideas, you know and so um, I took all that stuff and I would just be like, what would, if I got to go to a school and teach the class one day, what, what would that look like? What would I do? Yeah. So as in, I, I'm actually an entertainer. I've, I've, been, I've been an entertainer for 15, 20 years. I'm a singer, very animated. Wow, nice. I, host, I host events. Yeah. So I've always been good with like corralling energy yeah. and yeah. like placing it in certain places. Sure. So we just started getting creative, you know, with him and I really, what, what was one of the first things we did, Robbie, at, at home when we started being home together? 
him and I just started doing like acting out. We would do dinosaur. Can you give me a dinosaur roar? What's your roar? <laughs> wow. That's and so, so like, good. this is pretty good, but like, but we would actually yeah. use that as like a lesson. Like, all right, what does this one sound like? What does this one sound? What would this one sound like the way it looks? Silly stuff like that. Yeah. We came away for wow. him to say, all right, dinosaur class. Yeah. So now, can you tell me a few different dinosaurs that you know? Just a few different names. Tell me some. You like three. Give me, give me three. T-Rex, Unicorn, Triceratops. Triceratops. Like okay. he can count, he can spit off 50 or 60 names. Wow, wow. Just because we turned it into a class because yeah. it's what he liked. Yeah. And when I was a kid, I wasn't allowed to do what I liked. I yeah. was supposed to do what I was told and sit in a seat. So I got bad grades. Right, you know, yeah. being a young Latino in this area growing up, I was also looked at as, oh, he must have a problem because he's, he's, you know, he doesn't know how to speak yeah. English. Yeah. So well, I'm Puerto Rican, but yeah. I'm I'm American. You know, right. I speak English. I'm mixed like Puerto Rican. Yeah, he's a yeah, <laughs> good buddy. And yeah, so yeah, yeah, so it's it's those things where I'm like, you know, I'm gonna empower him to kind of um, learn the way I always wanted to, which was yeah. touching and learning and feeling and uh, being immersed. So that's kind of what we did, you yeah. know, and, and just taking some fun ideas and trying them. This didn't work. This did. What felt like class? What felt like us just messing around? Right. Yeah. Maybe we keep that for later. But actually, today we did dinos, dino class, music class, and then yeah. bubble class. Um, but yeah, you know, he's, he's actually a science minded. Okay. Yeah. And I feel like it comes from that because he kind of figured out his own education. It was, it was cool. So are you hoping to like transition this into like homeschooling or well, what yeah, was the thought? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it actually, we actually did. So, okay. so with Poppy Preschool, the way it morphed, um, that's why every couple of years, you know, it kind of changed into something different and we, yeah. and we like that it's the growth. Yeah. So with him, he, he was the reason Poppy Preschool started, right, Robbie? Him being home, me seeing his older brother not enjoy school mm-hmm. and not feeling like I could keep him home, but I could keep him home. You yeah. know, I, the, he's three. He doesn't have a school. He'll stay home. So he went to kindergarten this year, and his older brother graduated from fifth grade and was going to go to middle school. Okay. And I said, pause. What is that going to be like? Yeah. And And we decided he was going to be home this year. So this year, oh, Papa wow. Preschool has been my hold, my oldest, and he's been home with me yeah. all year. So I have a 12-year-old. Now he's like a 20-year-old, but he, right. he, turned, he turned 12 in <laughs> right, January, right. Uh, in January 28th. Yeah. And uh, his birthday's February 2nd, so they're really close. And um, When is May 19th? Yeah, May 19th. And he oh, knows right. his sister. is August 19th. Okay, good job. Thank you, man. Right. I appreciate that. Yes, um, yeah. <laughs> and so his brother now got to have Papa Preschool. Right. So his sixth grade has been home with with me. Yeah. Um, his mother, who's an educator, comes. Uh, she has a point eight, which means you just don't teach one class at the end of the day. Oh, she teaches okay. one less class, okay. and obviously less money, which is fine. So yeah. she's part time, and um, and she gets home at about one thirty. So okay. I'll have him in the beginning of the day. I'll have him and his younger sister. Yeah. And and then he goes to school. My oldest walks him to school every day. Does breakfast wow. every day for the kids. Okay. And my oldest is not just doing, you know book smarts and computers. It's like, yeah. you know, what's, what's poppy preschool. Right. And so I'm teaching my to dad, you right. know, it's just like, Hey, this is what I do. You can do it. So he's been doing that this year. So he doesn't have as much poppy preschool today. Yeah. He went on a field trip with me, which was great. Yeah. But now his older brother is in poppy preschool and his younger sister. Right. So, yes, that's, so yeah. So, cool. so for him, you know, um, we hope he has the opportunity to, that's the plan because we're actually um, relocating. Um, wow. we're, putting, we're putting the house on the market May 1st and we're relocating to Puerto Rico in November. What? So no Poppy way. Preschool live in Puerto Rico. Pop, Pop yeah. Preschool in Puerto yeah, Rico. So, so yeah. he'll be he'll be back full time and wow. um and that's that's the language part of it all. Okay. That's great. where that comes in. We haven't really you know I know we'll talk about that, you being Latino. Yes, I yeah, know, you yes. know, and so it's it's like it's a funny story. My wife being a Spanish teacher and me being Latino, I actually grew up with no Spanish in the house. 
Right. Um, I, I was around no family around here. I grew up yes. by myself. So I learned Spanish when I started to cook. Okay. Um, they don't speak a lot. They understand it. Yeah. They're more yes. Spanglish, but that's a big, a big proponent in our decision to go to Puerto Rico and be there. Right. It's just immerse. I, so it's, I think it's so great that one, that you're just there for them, period. Um, I would love to know how you grew up too. Yeah. I mean, were you close to your dad? I mean, what kind of relationship was that like? I think depth, you know, does, it, it, it brought something out of me. My, my father was incarcerated when I was a very young, very, mm-hmm. very young age. So I say that I lost him. He didn't die. He sure. is, he, he, he did die a few years ago, but, um, but at the time it felt like he was gone. So yeah. I, I, when I turned eight is when he um, was taken away and yeah, that, that triggered everything. Wow. I wanted, I never wanted my kids to feel like that. I was thinking about him when I was nine years old, you know, yeah. what my kids and what I was going to do for my kids. And that's, wow. that's not something you should be thinking about when you're nine or 10, but that was really where my mind was. You know, my right. mom was, had wanted nothing to do with my father, which okay. was understandable at the time. And your right. father died. Yeah. My father recently died. Yeah. Well, and um, so I had to almost like forget him. He wow. like died by a car. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I kind of had to forget him and, um, and that was hard. Yeah. So I just was like, wow, I, you know, thinking with all those memories that were lost and yeah. what I kind of was left with, I'm like, I'm feeling their bank. So memory did, after memory did, after did memory. You want to bring it all back to karate, right? Right. Yes. That, that's good. He's like, let's get back on. Let's get back on. But yeah, so that yeah. definitely, it's definitely a reason. man. It's, I, I just wanted it to be the polar opposite. Yeah. My, my father loved me. I loved him. He, I was his, I was his last baby. You know, he never got to have a, um, very positive fatherhood. Yeah, it was always sure. marred by bad decisions and, and circumstance. But, um, but me, I was kind of his spoiled child. Yeah. So we had this like fairy tale. Of course, my mom wouldn't call it that, but my father and I, it was like we couldn't. We were inseparable. Yeah. And when he when he left, it definitely just totally created this this wall around me and this this isolation. But the feeling grew into creating this like fatherhood in my in my you know so yeah right it's just very powerful my i didn't have a very close relationship with my dad too um i, I we, we had lots of issues um my my dad he kind of uh left to california mm-hmm. and me my mom and my siblings had to kind of figure stuff out mm-hmm. and it was during a crucial time it was during my middle school years which i'm uh, sure that you know, yeah, you, right, you know right. you, you're figuring out yeah, what yeah. middle school is like yeah and um and you know i really needed a dad mm-hmm. and you know only in my mid twenties did I start to mend my relationship with my father. Oh, and well. um and and you know, I had the type of dad that also <clears throat> dealt with a lot of um, you know, racism growing up here in, yeah. in Montgomery County and PG County, which which where he was originally from. And um and you know, so he didn't want me learning uh, yeah, yeah. any Spanish. He yeah. was like your name is Daniel, but yeah. you're going to speak English. Yeah. Spanish will be useless in the future. Yeah. And now here we are, 2019, yeah. and yeah. like everybody wants everybody to learn Spanish, Spanish, you know? But, and so, but, but at the same time, if, if you and look, to me, I, I, I'll never judge anyone by the way they sound or they speak or anything like that. But many do. You know, sometimes a door is not opened no. um, if they just can can give you that discrimination based off of anything. And look at the way you and I talk. You and I are both young Latin men, Latino men. My father came from Puerto Rico, I mean, and to New York. So I would say I'm like first generation here, whatever. And yeah. and you could listen to us and never know unless we said we're Latino, right. that we're Latino. And, and and that was definitely something that I think my mother and my father, like you're saying, they wanted that. Right. They did not want me to be discriminated against. You know, it's funny to have my name. My name is Angel. Yeah. You know, so I go around saying Angel, Angel, Angel. And there'll be plenty of people that could read Angel Santiago. Yeah. And they're going to have an idea. 
my brother was named Daniel oh, okay. for that exact reason. My mother's like, yeah. Daniel. Right. We'll go with Daniel. You know? <laughs> so it's just, it's just funny. You know, I, yes, I understand yes. what they, you know, yeah. my, my firstborn, he goes by his middle name, which is Benicio. He goes by Benny, mm -hmm. but his first name is Angel. Okay. He just never became comfortable with it. Yeah. Maybe that's our neighborhood where we are, whatever. It's not many, it's not many Latin families. Yeah. He really didn't grow up around many, you know, but then my second right here, Robert. Right. right. You know, he's Robbie. Yeah. It's like, you know, and they're named after the grandfathers, but there's, you know, it's true. You know, I, yeah. I, I can't blame them, but it's right. funny how here we are business owners, you know, and they're, right. so, you know, so I understand yeah. that. I understand where your father came from. My father yeah. did the same, same thing. You know, one of the first Puerto Ricans, I want to say in this area that really kind of wanted to kind of spread his wings and yeah. you know, I'm sure that must have been hard for them. Right. Know, really hard. You know? What, uh, you said you grew up around here. Mm -hmm. What schools did you go to or what high school did you graduate? Yes. From? I graduated from Walter Johnson. Nice. Um, okay. uh, WJ kid and, um, our neighborhood. I, I grew up in a place called BTC, which is off of Randolph and Parklawn and, in South Rockville. And that, um, that was interesting. We were like, we were supposed to go to Wheaton. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We were supposed okay. to be Wheaton or Rockville over to Montgomery yeah. and Walter Johnson redistrict themselves and took our neighborhood like in the 80s wow. so they could have you know some kids of color yeah and um they did they, we three busfuls of us so what was that like you growing up in like public school and stuff i mean did you ever have to deal with bullying did you ever have to deal with you know those type of you know stereotypes most most, most definitely i mean it, I, it happened i think more though for me in elementary school mm -hmm. because 80s in the 80s you know i'm, I'm 37 so yeah. in in 1988 um a kid named angel um, and being Latino in general, even in where I was going to school, I was very few Latinos were there. Right. And I feel like the Latin wave came like the early nineties, late eighties. I'm, I'm in 86, 87 yeah. and I look different. I sound different. Um, but my name is different and nobody understood your girl's name and all that. So, um, I, I didn't have a last name because Santiago, you'd have a middle name. I had a middle name yeah. and a first name. No middle name for you. Yeah. We wanted you to be able to give yourself one right now it's cruise that's what your mom calls you cruise <laughs> come sit down with us come sit down yeah. but but yeah so that um that happened more to me in elementary school i think my personality i kind of i kind of didn't let it happen to me in middle yeah. school and high school so much just because i was also bigger i, I was athletic nice. that good. actually helped obviously a lot is yeah. if you're the better athlete you're the one picking nobody really messes with you right yeah um, yes. but i also grew up around a lot of kids who were doing it to others yeah. And, um, you know, quote unquote, the, the gang scene or whatever they wanted to be, what they thought they were yeah. and just kind of influence, trying to influence that. So I definitely grew up around that. I, I felt like I just got more of that in elementary school and in the high school, it was more of, um, bullying in not the physical sense, yeah. um, but in more of the, um, the social sense and with, you know, how much money your parents are making, what you're wearing. Like I got bullied um, someone in like elementary. Have you? Have you? So... I believe he's actually been dealing with that a little bit. I've been, he's been talking to me a little bit, about. and then it became harder and harder. So I tried my best. That's good. But it couldn't work. It hasn't worked. He's been telling me they do debug. Debug, yes. Yeah, they do yeah. debug a lot. He does. He has problems at um at recess. He tell he tells me sometimes the first graders are out there with them. Yeah, yeah. So he says those kids that don't know him. Yeah. You know, he tends to have some more problems with that. Uh, yeah, okay. and that's that's why we're here to talk to Mr. Daniel too, because Mr. Daniel's an expert. And anti-bullying and different techniques we can use and how to talk about it. He, he knows, knows a lot. Bullying is. Yeah, he knows a lot about bullying. Yeah, he yeah, knows a lot yeah. about bullying. He knows a lot. So on the playground, what happens to you out there with the first graders? What do they do? Um, kind of like bully me. I try my best. What do they say? What do they do? They like say bad words and then I try, but 
they like follow me and then I try my very best. I tell the teacher Good. They see debug and then I try my very best. Didn't work. Told it and then they still like did it. So They're still I couldn't doing it. handle it. Yeah. And, and the de debugging it, means to ignore them? Yeah. Okay. Have you tried telling them, hey, I don't like how you make me feel. Can you stop? Have you tried telling them to stop? Yeah, I like, tried telling them stop. They still did it. But I would like to know, do they do they know you by your name? Like, do they know you at all? Have they ever said uh, your name, Robbie? Like, hey, can you play with us? Have they ever done that or no? Do you know their names? Kind of, but they don't really tell me it. So yeah. I like get distracted by them. Yeah, he gets kind of like yeah. Sometimes if he's nervous about forgetting the name, he he'll won't want to ask. Uh, I'm like, just yeah. don't worry, just say it's okay. Yeah. You know, they're young; they won't they won't mind. Yeah. So I'm curious if they keep bothering you, maybe they want to play with you. Have you ever thought about that? Yeah. You have. Here's what I well, we talked about that with girls. Yeah, we definitely right? talked about that. With yes, girls. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. So I, I I would like to suggest if you can try to see if you can actually invite them to play with you like maybe it's tag maybe it's played by the slides and see if that helps because maybe they actually think you're cool and they just want to be your friend maybe and it's we worth trying that it, yeah it's worth trying we'll take a shot at that to see what it's like do you think you can try that let's and, do that and if they become your friend please tell your dad that they're cool. your friend now and then your dad can tell me that it worked okay all right good that's the pk <laughs> talk method try that okay and they always go away they like follow me and, it's, and, it, and I wonder if it's it because like, they really like that. They wanna, me. Yeah, yeah, no, I can understand. How many kids are there? Two or three? There's um, six kids. Six kids follow you? Yeah. This is interesting. <laughs> if it's six kids, all right, well, maybe Bobby Preschool is going to have to come down yeah, and just walk, yeah. observe one of these mm -hmm. recess times. I came early in the year. We got to we do this again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's let's. That's why Daddy goes to all the field trips. Let's observe, and then if you need Master Daniel to come down, I'll go watch too. <laughs> all right, I think this is a good good starting point, though. And I'm we glad have one we have one method to do, right? Right, and I'm really glad that you talked about it with your dad, and also talked about it with us because I'm sure a lot of other kids and parents also have similar situations. So it's really good that you brought it up. So thank you. It helps people, right? Some people don't get to talk about it. Yeah, so that's really good that you did that. I'm proud of you. Good job, Robbie. Can you give Mr. Daniel a high five? Boom. Yeah. That's awesome. awesome. Tell me about this Poppy Tribe that you're hey man, Poppy tribe. inviting. I, yeah. I keep seeing that you're in a caption. You keep throwing that out there. So yeah, yeah. So what are you trying to start? The Poppy Tribe, um, I kind of, when, when my, my brother passed away, the Daniel I was referring to earlier, he passed away a couple years ago. And um, and so when I was doing the pop, when I was doing Poppy Preschool, um, it was really just like, you know, hey, this is what I'm doing. And people always asking, hey, how are you working from home? And I was kind of like, Watch this. This is what I'm doing. Yeah. He so, was like, he was like tougher than my dad because he was like really strong, and brave. He he gave every, everyone, but he died because he fell off a plane. Okay, no, I don't. <laughs> like, okay. yeah, that was that, that was a little imagination. Then, but it's okay. Uh, okay. We're not going to talk about that right here, and we'll talk about that when we're done with the show. Okay. I tried to, to kind of find. I started just kind of going online. I was just kind of getting lost on Instagram and doing stuff, and started finding other stories. You know, it just wasn't my, I, I feel like I didn't have my story anymore. I just was kind of, I wasn't posting about my kids, even yeah. though I was still doing, I don't know. I just wasn't, now yeah. I was more getting lost. And <laughs> and so then I just started like, yeah. just looking up other fathers, other dads and stuff that was going on. And I would just find these cool stories that I was like, this would be cool to share. And, yeah. and that was never a forum for that. It was always like just pictures of my kids or me. 
And the first post I ever did was about Steph Curry and his son. Okay. Or his daughter. Yeah. Like, and him like holding him up. And it was just about this, about Steph Curry being a dad. Like, you might know him as this great basketball player. Did you know he's a great dad? And like, so this is the first thing. And then it rolled into another story. And then it became me finding a random stranger in Ohio um, that just, that caught me with a post that he had about his son who almost died and, and all this stuff. And, and so I'm like, I want to, I want to push these stories. People should know the story. And it's, you know, I, with, I have a little marketing savvy. And and what I did is I just tried to like actually reach out to like other local brands that might like this story in their town. And I connected a few people and it was really cool, you know? And and I just saw it. I'm like, I don't need to connect with him with 10,000 people. That's not, that's not his forum, but like he should know about the boys and girls club down the street that was looking for like, he, yeah. they, they should know each other. All I need is one connection. Right. Yeah. And so I was doing this while I was still at this, my other company doing the marketing stuff. So I just was using those skills to say, all right, let me help these people in any way that I could just by using social media. Yeah. And um, I didn't change the world, but I changed a couple of relationships and a yeah. couple. And so the poppy tribe just became me finding a way to say, hey, what other poppies, what yeah. other men are out there that yeah. are, are, are staying home with their kids or, or, or empowering themselves to be more present. Yeah. And um, I want to invite them to this tribe because I'm yeah. growing this poppy tribe. And it really took fire when I went to um, the dad like, 2.0. So real quick, dad- I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Almost done. I know. You want to, almost done. Um, the dad 2.0 summit. I don't okay. know if you ever heard about this. No, I, but I think I saw something on there. Amazing. 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 Yeah. It is a great organization. Um, they are dad 2.0. They're just trying to reinvent what people think of dads. Yeah. And the, I went to the eighth annual and it was truly life changing. Wow. I mean, I, so poppy preschool went there as an idea. And really as like, again, still me and like doing this thing with helping other people and putting it out there yeah. to meeting physical people that were doing this and really, truly creating the tribe. So I've, yeah. I really tried to since, and that was in early February. I've tried to That's cool. really try to build a little bit more and use it here in DC. That was actually in, in San Antonio. Oh, nice. uh, okay. Somebody, um, a guy who runs a, a page called the nomad dad, mm-hmm. um, uh, Brock Lush, who's amazing. He knew a poppy tribe and he just saw that I was out there doing stuff. He said, Hey, are you going to this thing? Yeah. Like, what is this? What is that? Right. Right. And so he's <laughs> like, bro, are you available? And so I, as an entertainer, I actually, I had my weekends booked out two years in advance. Okay. So Saturdays I perform, right. I do bar and bar mitzvahs all oh, on the nice. area. Okay. So, um, uh, quick plug AP three. That's what I do. Okay. And so, but, um, so he was like, well, are you available? It was the one weekend I was, I was available in February. Yeah. He's like, if I can get you a ticket, you should come. Okay. Yeah, I had a ticket. I bought my plane ticket. My wife could be with kids. Went, yeah. And I met other dads doing wow. it's a literally it is a convention and a showcase of fathers who have leveraged their passion for fatherhood and what yeah. they're doing with a small business, a podcast. It's, it's all podcasters and social wow. media influencers. And I sat with Amazon and Google. I mean, it was cool, man. It was really cool. Wow. But I met other dads who were passionate about their kids. They might right. have their other business, but they are doing yeah. this. Right. So I was probably the lowest on the on the totem pole. Yeah. Like everyone is ten thousand followers doing this stuff, yeah. you know. And, yeah. But it didn't matter, man. Right, they could right. just tell that I'm passionate about what I'm doing. And 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 so yeah, Poppy, Poppy Tribe really became like actual. I got it found generals like right. you, 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 you know. So fatherhood so is I, lit. He, his name is James up in New York. Fatherhood is dope. He's out in Nashville. Dad. These guys are doing it. You yeah. know, really passionate. And this so. is what I talk about with like a lot of teachers and counselors. Like I always bring up, okay, uh, why are these kids either being bullies Mm -hmm. or being bullied? Mm -hmm. And it always comes back to stuff at home. So when I hear about fatherhood, when I hear about dads stepping up to the plate to be in their children's lives, honestly, I mean, forget any tactic I teach. If you got good, strong foundation at home, 
that's the biggest difference. Mm -hmm. How you, you know, already are engaged with your son's issues, how you already know about it and mm -hmm. you're on top of it. Like you're already on your way to setting him up for success when he does go to middle school, when he does go to high school, et cetera. And that's, that's the number one thing. And so I really like that. You're even just that, you know, just and trying look, to start and, this. And, and the point of the poppy tribe is that if he could, you know, we, we learned today, look, I, I was, I was a chaperone in his field trip. He went to National History Museum. Nice. Amazing. One of the many benefits of living in the D.C. area, right? Yeah, yeah. Just go down the street and we're at right. the National yeah. History Museum. And I know how he's going to behave. I mean, yeah. you know, I know he's energetic, but I, and he he behaved exactly like I thought. I was going to need to tell him to come back, but he would listen. Yeah. If I did, if I told him not to touch, he would he would know not to touch. Yeah. He would be polite. He would he'd be aware. He would let people walk around. Yeah. A couple of the kids that I have chaperoned with him that he's talked about a lot. Yeah. That he's talked about in good ways and bad ways when he comes home. Yeah. Touching me too much or mm -hmm. things like that or yeah. bothered me right. And I'm like, okay, I'm interested to meet these kids. I've met them before, but never been around all day. Yeah. And and it was it was striking. Yeah. You, you know, just definitely like I know how much time I spend with him and how much. Many times I probably told him that thing that, and that's why he doesn't do it. Yeah. And how many times maybe that child wasn't told, and how many times I had to say it yeah. to him. So I can raise him and do whatever I want all day. But if the community, if we're not, if we're not doing it together, if we're right. if we're not rubbing off on each other, it for me it still doesn't do him a service. It's a disservice to him. So that's why promoting it, you know, and creating the page. My wife sometimes when I first started, like. Who, who are you talking to on there? And I'm like, I'm hopefully our neighbors. Like I'm hoping right, that people right. are seeing, you know, yes, my feelings yes. and my bodies. I feel like I'm controlling the bullying, but it seems like it doesn't work. Do well, we what are you going to do now? What's the method we talked about? We're going to, if they come around and they, and you feel like they might be kind of being a little mean, or maybe you're not sure how they're going to act. What could you do now when they're around there? What could you say? I say like, well, not what you said before. What is the new idea we have, the new method that Mr. Daniel just showed us? What could we do that we could invite them to play? Mm -hmm. Remember? We can invite, invite them, them to, to a game. game. Mm -hmm. So that's the new method. Hey guys, I hope you really enjoyed today's podcast with Poppy Preschool. If you want to find out more information about him, just check him out on Instagram at Poppy Preschool. And also start using his hashtag, Poppy Tribe. Please rate and review this podcast. I hope you guys really enjoyed it. And let me know what you think.